This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we begin our worship. I invite you to stand for the invocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Today is Palm Sunday and the Sunday of the Passion. So the church is kind of mixed up today as far as what day is it? Is it the Sunday of the Passion or is it Palm Sunday? Well, we're doing both. So we're going to start with Sunday of the Passion and focus upon Good Friday and all the suffering that Jesus went through. And so our handbell choir will be playing two songs during this part of the service of the Sunday of the Passion that takes us to Good Friday and to Calvary. And then the second half of the service focuses in on Palm Sunday. And of course, in the sermon, I'm going to talk about both. So we'll do it that way. Our focus turns to the Sunday of the Passion The reason the church has started to celebrate the Sunday of the Passion, the Sunday before Easter, is because in recent years, fewer and fewer Christians come to church on Good Friday. And so you would not hear the account of Good Friday if you only come on Sundays. And so this Sunday became also known as the Sunday of the Passion. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the 27th chapter, Glory to you, O Lord. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But Jesus gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed." Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was still sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man. For I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. 
And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas. And having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is, the king of the, he is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the two robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, They were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. This is the reading of the Passion of our Lord. We confess together our sins. Please stand. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. 
We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Old Testament reading, written in Zechariah chapter 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off. And he shall speak peace to the nations, his rule shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, they came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them. And he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The Lord be with you. you. Hear these words from Matthew 21. Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior. Amen. Palm Sunday. Today is the 10th anniversary of my installation as your pastor. It was 10 
years ago. As I think about that day and as I think about my ministry here in our congregation, I remember these words of St. Paul. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. These words of Holy Scripture have been for me always the foundation of my ministry and what sets the direction for me in all of my preaching and teaching and work as your pastor. Jesus Christ and him crucified, risen from the dead, ascended into heaven, reigning at the right hand of the Father and returning is the foundation for our faith as God's people. And many of you were confirmed on Palm Sunday, weren't you? Raise your hand if you were confirmed like me on Palm Sunday. Yep. You stood before God and his people, your parents and relatives, your friends and classmates, and you confessed faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified. And you said that you would suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And Jesus said, Whosoever confesses me before men, I will confess him before my Father who is in heaven. Think back to that day of your confirmation. What is your confirmation verse? 49 years ago, March 26th, my pastor put his hand on my head and he read these words of Jesus, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. When I was 14, I had no idea then how important and meaningful those words would be in my life. What about your confirmation verse? How meaningful and encouraging and strengthening have those words been for you? And on that Palm Sunday long ago, like me, you took your first communion. The body and blood of Jesus was placed into your mouth, in and with and under the bread and the wine. Take, eat, this is my body, Jesus said. Take, drink, this is my blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins to strengthen you and preserve you in the one true faith unto life everlasting. When we think about Jesus Christ and him crucified, our attention turns to Holy Week, to the passion of our Lord, how Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, how he was betrayed by Judas Iscariot, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, and on the third day rose again from the dead. That Holy Week long ago began on Palm Sunday. Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. The crowd spreading their cloaks on the road before him. Others cutting branches from trees and spreading them out on the road. 
the crowd before Jesus and behind Jesus shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. People shouting Hosanna. Their cry comes from Psalm 118. O Lord, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The crowd is crying out to Jesus on that first Palm Sunday to save them, to deliver them. Behold, behold, here is your king. They see Jesus as the king coming to his city, the one come to save and deliver them. And this is what Jesus came to do. He came to deliver them and us from sin and death. And it is God's will that all people believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. God wants no one to perish in hell. He desires the salvation of all. Therefore, God wants you to be saved. He wants you to know the joy of the forgiveness of sins and eternal life that is in Jesus Christ, your Lord. It is for this reason that he gave his son to save you and everyone else. And this is exactly what Jesus did for you. St. Paul writes how Jesus took on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Jesus talked about his saving work, his work to save you, to redeem the entire world. Jesus said the Son of Man did not come to be served, you know the rest of it, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus said, for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And the Palm Sunday crowd shouts to Jesus, Hosanna, save us now, O Son of David. Save us now, please. And this is what Jesus is doing as he rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. He has come into Jerusalem in order to save the people. And so that... He can stumble out of Jerusalem carrying a cross so that he can be nailed to that cross, so that he can be lifted up upon that cross in order to draw all people to himself. But just think about the great contrast between Palm Sunday, the crowd of Palm Sunday, and the crowd of Good Friday. One crowd cries, save us, save us. The other cries, save yourself, save yourself. Imagine Jesus hanging upon the cross, arms extended, head crowned with thorns, crucified between two criminals. And the Bible tells us those who passed by hurled insults at him. 
shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down now from the cross if you are the Son of God. The Good Friday crowd shouts to Jesus, save yourself. Jesus won't do that. He can't do that. Well, actually, he could do that. Jesus could save himself, couldn't he? He has the power to come down from the cross. He is without sin. He is the Holy Son of God. He is not under the wages of sin, which is death. He is not bound by judgment as we are. Dust you are, to dust you shall return. Jesus is free from sin, free from sin's punishment, free from judgment. And in addition to this, Jesus is 100% God and 100% true man. He is all-powerful and all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. He has power. He has authority. He can command legions of angels to wipe out all of mankind. He can come down from the cross and save himself. But Jesus won't do that. He won't save himself. The reason is that he came to save you. He is bound by his Father's will. He is bound by his love for you. He is bound by the word and prophecy of God. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. He was pierced for our transgressions. By his wounds we are healed. The Good Friday crowd cries, save yourself. But Jesus will not give in to their satanic temptation. Instead, Jesus will offer himself in your place. And he will give himself as the sacrifice to pay for your sins. He will suffer the judgment that is yours. He will die the death that is yours. Jesus ignores the Good Friday crowd who cries, save yourself. And he hears the Palm Sunday crowd who cry out, Hosanna, save us now, O son of David. But there's a little bit more on Good Friday. While Jesus hangs on the cross, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders of Israel mock Jesus. They also cry out to Jesus. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. No, they won't. No, they won't. They won't believe in him, even if he comes down from the cross. Yes, he saved others, and yes, he can save himself, but Jesus won't. Because if Jesus comes down from the cross... You won't believe in him as Lord and Savior. If he comes down from the cross, your sins will not be forgiven. If he comes down from the cross, you will suffer the anguish and shame and gnashing of teeth in hell for all of eternity. Once again, Jesus ignores the cry of the Good Friday crowd so that he can hear your cry. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And God is merciful to you for Jesus' sake. He forgives your sins and he cleanses you 
from all of your unrighteousness. And then it is Jesus who cries out, it is finished. Jesus gets the last word on Good Friday. And Jesus gives up his life so you can have eternal life. He is forsaken so that you will never be forsaken by God. His saving work is done and your salvation, listen carefully, your salvation is complete. Your salvation is certain. Your salvation is guaranteed. Your salvation is true. And nothing can separate you from Jesus. It is finished. Aren't you glad that Jesus hears your Palm Sunday cry, Hosanna, save us now? And he does. He saves you. He saves a world of lost sinners. And this is what your faith rests upon. This is God's power seen in the apparent weakness of Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is the good news I resolved to preach to you 10 years ago when I became your pastor. And this message will be the heart of all that I proclaim to you as your pastor. So that whether you live or die, the name of Jesus is on your forehead and over your heart and upon your lips. Just as it was on the day when you were confirmed. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. We speak together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, 
forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.